episode 13 of the Sticks and Bones Running Podcast. Um, today, as you can probably tell, Joel is not joining us, so it's just myself, William McLendon, and Isaac Bibley, who's currently on the, the comeback. On the comeback. First workout on Saturday, exciting times. It's good. Um, not sure what it's going to be yet, but hopefully it's uh, something interesting. Yep. All right. Should we just get straight into our weeks? Yeah, what have you been up to, Maka? Alright, um, so on 13th, I got out, so last week, I was in ISO on Monday, and because my brother had COVID, so managed to avoid getting COVID and got out of ISO on Tuesday, which was pretty, pretty nice. Um, so then I went and didn't run Tuesday, though, because... What was the first thing you did when you got out of lockdown? What did I do? Oh, I watched The Batman that night. That was pretty oh, yeah. fun. Thoughts? Yeah. Quality movie. Definitely eight, maybe like a nine out of ten movie. I gave it a nine and a half. Yeah. It, it's it's good. As good as The Dark Knight, I reckon. Yeah. It's very entertaining. Plus three hours long, so I can't complain. <laughs> Uh, all right, Wednesday, my first run back after Nationals and after ISO, 4.54 kilometres at 5.07s around Perry Lakes and McGilvray. What's with the random distance and random time? <laughs> I just ran a loop and then finished when I got back. Yeah. Should have rounded up to 5K or 25 minutes, mate. I could not be stuffed. My, my, joints, my, my joints felt weird. Right. right, that mentality isn't going to get you anywhere. Dude, dude, 10 days, no running, like sitting, like basically sitting down all day. Because I didn't do anything in ISO. I didn't do anything at all. Like, yeah, same. Well, your joints I mean, just feel so yeah. weird when you get back to running. Yeah. So I had to stop and just do some stretches and drills and stuff to wake my body up more. Mm. Yeah. So I was pretty good. Just went around with... Um, a couple of the boys in the squad, Caleb, James, Tom, Declan and Jacob, just warming up for our chalky milk mile. Um, <laughs> now, in case you haven't already seen it, we did a live stream on the Perth Distance Project Instagram and it was rough. You can Most go check it us, out. It's still up, isn't it? Yeah, it's still up on the Instagram page, so you can go and watch it. Um but yeah, basically, so we had uh, two races. We had the 1.2-litre division where you just drank 300 mils of chalky milk before each lap in case you're living under a rock or I don't know. A mile is four laps. Um, <laughs> right, anyway. So, yeah, that was 1.2 litres. And then I did the 1.8, so 600 
mils before the first lap, 600 before the second, and then 300 before the third, 300 before the fourth. Jeez, that was tough. That didn't look fun. I was on the live stream, and, uh, like, yeah, that looked brutal. So I, how did I go? I, I came, I vomited twice, so I had to run an extra lap, because an extra penalty lap, so it ended up being a 2K Chucky Milk Mile. Luckily, I didn't have to drink more Chucky Milk before the last lap. And my total time for those 2Ks, including all the drinking of Chucky Milk, was 11.48. So not quick at all, but, like, once you've done... I'm pretty sure done, some bloke from Melbourne has done it in, like, low, like, six minutes or something. You know, um, what was it? Declan Summers did 6.30. He won. Yeah, he he looked fine. He was, like, he, did. he was running he was smooth, zoomy. like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know why? It's because he frequently drinks two litres of chalky milk in one go. What? Whereas the furthest, most I've had of chalky milk in a single time is one litre. So 1.8 was just already going to be tough for me. But he's without still, the running. like, even though he's used to drinking that much, he's never... Drunk that much while running, I'm sure. Yeah. But, yeah, like, chocolate milk miles are so hard because you got to – obviously, you lose lots of time with the drinking. Mm. And then when you're running, you've just got, like, litres of chalky milk just moving around in your stomach. So what was it like? I threw up after I drank one point oh, – I think I might have thrown up on, like, the third lap. And then I threw up again on the fourth lap. But then I felt fine after doing that. It was, like, the start of the fourth lap. Yeah. Mm. Like, once you get it out of you, you feel so much better. It's it's yeah. really good. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah, good I, I, I want to try it, but I know that I would absolutely die. Like, my stomach is yeah. so bad. So I came fourth because... Oh, even though I was nowhere near, like, there were a bunch of guys who finished before me, one of them didn't – some of them didn't do their penalty lap or they didn't have their chalky milk before their fourth lap because they just felt so trash. So it's, ended up climbing Would you, would you like to name fourth. names for the Chiefs? Just to, uh, a couple yeah. people DNF'd as well. Um, what was it? Oh, I'll go through the whole position. So Declan Summers was first. I am Cameron Garside in second in, I don't know what time, maybe like seven minutes. And then Tom Millard was third. I was fourth. Uh, Declan Connell was fifth. David was sixth. David and, was taking his time. Yeah, no, he, he spent like, I overlapped him like twice, maybe three times. I don't know. But he took, he was like, finished like, seven minutes after me and I took 11 minutes Jeez. yeah done like, like 18 minutes <laughs> he was taking his time to drinking and then I know James and Caleb DNF'd uh Owen and Oscar they didn't have their chalky milk before their fourth lap yeah um, yeah it's that's just a few I don't know gone and everything that happened but yeah it was an interesting race would recommend doing it also special thanks to brown's dairy for sponsoring this event um providing us all with the free chocolate milk that uh, was was pretty good oh, wait. 
Yeah. I, was, I was thinking, like, when I was watching it, I'm like, geez, that's cost your coach a lot of money. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we got it all for free. That's why well, we had big browns flags near the start line. I did notice them, yeah. Yeah, anyway, that was pretty good. Uh, on the Thursday, did a 8K jog at 5.29 pace. Um, I titled my run, forgot that it would be dark, because, honestly, I just forgot that, you know, daylight hours were getting shorter. So <laughs> I started my run a bit too late, and it was pitch black for, like, maybe a third or a bit over a third of the run. So that was... Sometimes it's nice running in the dark, though. Sometimes it is, but, like, in the middle of the bush, it was just a bit... A bit eerie. Yeah, because you couldn't see anything, like, in front of you. Mm-hmm. I had to shine my tor- my phone light, like, at the ground to avoid tripping over anything and just going around yeah. dark corners and wondering, oh, something, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I used to run with a headlamp when I would run in the morning. That mornings, would be good. But, like, it just, it was too annoying. Like, you have to run with your head down the whole time. Because, like, yeah. if it's in front of you, it's like if yeah. a car comes, you're just going to shine it right in their face or, like, if someone <laughs> else is running towards you, it's just going to go right in the eyes. Yeah. But, yeah, eventually I was like, nah, stuff it. I'll just uh, get used to running in the dark. Right, then on the Friday, um, I went for another 6K jog at 5.18 pace um, around Star Swamp again. It's 25 degrees when I started running, so that was pretty good. I've installed Climate app or something, <laughs> which now automatically shows the weather on all my runs. The, the Brad Croker. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's good conditions. Um, all right, then Saturday, my last run for the week, did a 60-minute jog. I wasn't going to go and do a full long run because, obviously, it's first week back running, so... No point in going out and running 17, 18 Ks or whatever. So 12 point, I just ran 12.56 Ks at 4.55s. Accidentally missed the turnoff that I was meant to go to hit exactly 12 Ks, but so I had to kind of double back and go back down, which added extra distance. But yeah, it's good loop. Good to be back at Kings Park, one of the best long run spots in Perth. So Very yeah. nice. Is Kings Park, um, I want to notice, like, have you seen, you would say photos of, like, the Botanical Gardens, like, from, like, around the tan and stuff? Is Kings yeah, Park yeah. similar to that? Uh. Or is it kind of more bushy and more open? It's, it's very bushy. Oh. Like. Oh, yeah, I'm looking on, uh, satellite mode and. Yeah, very bushy. A lot bushy. of trees. It's pretty cool, like, I think it's just that close to, like, the CBD. Yeah, no, it's, it's. Actually, right in the CBD. Oh, the CBD is just to the is right. Is that it, so, right there? Yeah, the CBD. If you look at it on a map, CBD is legit, yeah. just to the right, and it's pretty good. Yeah. Nice, nice single tracks through there. Lots of bush. That's where state cross country is held. So. Well, oh. Was, was held last year. I think so. I might have seen photos of it then. Yeah. There's yeah. like a big green strip, like wide strip of grass that goes down like the middle, and it's like. 1.6 k's long and that's where part of our cross country goes up and then we go off into like like sandy trails which are like mm. which are wide but they're not like incredibly wide like very much yeah great place yeah. to run yeah very nice yeah, 33.1 k week to get back into things so nice Smooth not moving. much but getting back 
Alright, on to my week. Um, this was my first full week after having COVID, so I'd already done a run after COVID from the week before. Um, then last week, um, big week for me, total of 18.2Ks. Um, started off with 25 minutes on Tuesday, uh, 5.96Ks at 4.15s apparently, but that is definitely not true because like, I don't know. Like, I don't really care about my pace and stuff anymore. And, like, I don't really care about people seeing my stuff on Strava. Like, that's one thing I realised after not running for so long. It's just, like, I just want to do it because I enjoy it. And um, I don't. I didn't wait for my GPS. Like, if my GPS hasn't loaded and I'm ready to go, I'm just going to go, you know. So yeah. I was just running. And, yeah, that pace is definitely off because it said the exact same pace um, for the next run, um, which – that's very unlikely. Um, so Thursday then was also apparently 5.96Ks and also apparently for uh, 15 per K, 25 minutes. I don't know why I did another 25 minutes. Um, I obviously just got confused and thought that the previous run was 22 minutes. So, yeah, I don't run with my phone, so I couldn't really check. And, yeah, I ended up running 25 minutes again. But then on Saturday, 27 minutes, um did have GPS on, so 423s for 6.27Ks. Um, pretty sure it might have been this run. I just, like, I felt really good. Just felt smooth, felt like, you know, when you, you're running and you feel like you're running fast, but, like, you know you're not. Yeah, yeah. And like, But it feels easy, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just felt like that. So that was good. Um, so, yeah, 18.2Ks for the week. Total of huge 78 minutes of running and 100 meters elevation gain. So, slowly getting there. Um, this week we'll just do it up to a session and uh, probably do one session a week for the next three or four weeks, whatever my coach decides, and then kind of alternate between you know. So, I'll add in a session on Saturday this week, and then the next step will be adding in a Sunday run, then adding in another workout then adding another run, then adding a workout. So it's going to be a long process. It's going to take a long time to get back to at least 60K weeks. Um, but yeah, we'll get there. And i um, excited to have a look where the fitness is at. So, yeah, should be good. Also, I'd just like to mention, um, we've had a Strava club for the podcast for a while now, but obviously we kind of put up a post about it recently. If you, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't joined yet, uh, we encourage you to join, you know, good little club going on. Got how many members now? About so, a bit over 30. Now we've got a grand total of 32 members. It's not yeah. bad. Kieran Toll leading the way this week, 65.1 Ks. Josh Phillips, 54.5. Archie Noakes, 54.5. And we are recording on a Thursday. Yeah, geez, that's uh, pretty honest. Oh, it shows yeah. the average pace for their week as well. Yeah. So he's got the fastest. He's Josh Phillips averaging 406s this week. The rest um, are really good. What am I averaging? Will McLinden averaging 428s for this week. Not bad. Oh, I'm pretty sure mine says 425s. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's 425s. I'll read someone else's maybe. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, join yeah. the Strava Club. Um, 
build up the community. A lovely photo of Joel as the uh, wallpaper as well. Joel uh, with the, the goat. The goat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Goat. You can figure out who the goat is for yourself. Um, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to results. Let's do it. going to get into results now so starting off with a huge time from a norwegian junior abdullahi dahia rabbi running a european junior record of 28 11 for the 10,000 meters i believe that was in the same race that um was it henrik he ran a 10k in which uh, pace, i think not too sure about that i don't know i remember seeing on one of the ingebrigtsen stories they were doing a 10k and i think it might have been henrik I think I could paste it. Um, not sure, but yeah, he's born in two thousand and three, and he's just run twenty eight or eleven, so it's not bad. Um, no, Norwegian youngsters are yeah really doing well right now. Very well. Um, Ellie Kipsang ran a huge fifteen hundred meters with huge last hundred meters. He just came from nowhere after it looked like he kind of died. Closed hard to beat William Paulson and run an NCAA collegiate record in 3.33.74 um, to go with Moad Zahafis from Texas's 800-meter world lead um, of 143.69. So the NCAA, early in the track season, already seeing some big times, which is crazy. I think, honestly, that 800 is the faster one, like the better one. Like Kip saying 333 Probably. is pretty fast, but 143. Because 143, that's 16. quicker than the um Australian records. So. Yeah, and early in the season as well. Like, yeah. It's not bad. Um, there was also um, there was some other fast times at that Brian Clay meet. Um, Abdi Hamad Nur ran 336 to win the second heat of the uh, 1500s. And no, he was in the same race, wasn't he? No, nah, he was in... um. A different heat because his heat was like collegiates only um so he ran 336 and became like he's the fastest no it was like, the same heat ellie kip sang first will paulson second abdi amad nur third i I'm think like, that's oh. the overall results oh okay yeah they've mixed the results um okay. but yeah so 336 for abdi hamad puts him as like the fastest combined athlete across 1500 5k and 10k in the NCAA. Huge. So he's run, what, 3.36, 13.15, I think. And, yeah, he's running the 28s for the 10K, I think. So pretty impressive running. Um, I didn't think he was that quick, honestly. I was kind of surprised when he won. I thought maybe Nico would beat him. Um, and then the athlete special, sadly, in his heat, uh, got tripped with 150 to go. He was on track for about 340, which would have been pretty impressive from him. Um the fog dog, he ran pretty well. Three thirty-eight was it? For yeah, three thirty-eight. Isaac, he beat Isaac Baston. Yeah, so fog back on top. Um, Brian Faye from Washington uh, University also ran very fast. He ran a 13-16 5K, and he, he closed real hard. It's a flow track video on it where he 
uh, kicked home for the win. Um, so, yeah, fast times in the NCAA early in the season. Um, Maka, over to you to talk about the Boston Marathon. All right. So, technically, Boston didn't happen in, you know, during the standard week, but, you know, it was on the Monday, so we figured might as well just include it. Um, all right. So, Boston Marathon, huge race. Obviously, the oldest marathon, like, regular marathon race that happens apart from the Olympics. It's, um, major marathon. Yeah, major marathon. Anyway, so it's the, celebrating the 50th anniversary of when um, there was an official women's race. So pretty huge um, kind of, I don't know, anniversary. Anyway, so um, also pretty entertaining races to back it up. Um, with stacked fields, obviously Kennedy Spikale and some other top-class runners pulled out before the race. Um, Evans Chibet took out the men's um, race and won in a time of 2.06.51, which included an insanely quick 5K split from 35 to 40 kilometres of 13.55. Like, that that's time, insane. Like, that time would have... Where would that have placed him about at Aussie Nationals? That would be, like... True. Yeah, that'd put him at top 10. Oh, yeah. no, maybe not top 10, top 12. Maybe not. But, yeah, it, like, the fact that he did that off of already running 35K, it's crazy. He'd run rapid in the 5K. Uh, some other notable performances include Scott Forbel, um, who's the fastest American in seventh. He even splitted the race, running 64-26 for the first half and 64-26 for the second half. Not Apparently bad. moving from like over, around 20th place down to seventh in the last in the second half of the race, which is mighty impressive to really in that many people. Another um, notable performance was Reed Fisher running 210-54. Pretty big PB for him. Tin Man Elite. Uh, yeah, from Tin Man Elite. So, obviously, you can watch his journey and training leading up into Boston on their YouTube page. He's, you know, very very great guy. Uh, yeah, and good to see him getting some good performances. And in terms of the mar- marathon, he reckons he's pretty young, only 26. So, he's got years to come to improve on that time. And, yeah really get some good performances in. On his third marathon as well, and his second yeah. real one, up seeing as the first one, like at the trials, he fell over and yeah. ended up you know, finishing while bleeding in multiple spots and stuff. So still learning, I guess, as well, um, and building that pace. Surprisingly, also, um, Jeffrey Komora didn't have the race that he probably wanted running to 11.49, um, but knowing him, he'll probably back into good um, fitness and have a comeback with an even better result, given his former half marathon record holder. So. No, some people just don't transition well to the marathon. And, and he was injured as well, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wasn't motorbike accident he got into, like, last year? So, yes, mm. that's, like, his first race Proper back, race, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, from him. In the women's race... Paris Jeff Churcher won in, t- who's the Olympic gold medalist, won in time of 2.21.01. Um, really impressive result. Um, 
Oh, let me just just cut the. Don't cut it. Um, in the last couple of Ks, it was Jep Churcher and Yeshine like neck and neck until like like alternating positions looked like one was getting dropped and then they came back and then took the lead and it was really entertaining finish and um, yeah. Jep Churcher just beat Yeshine by four seconds. It's a good race. Um, some other notable results include Molly Seidel unfortunately dropping out of the race, um, I think around the 25k mark. I'm not sure if I'd call that a notable result. Not, not notable, <laughs> but like. Probably some, sorry, some but like, headlines from the race. <laughs> yeah, a headline from the race. Uh, not a notable result, but you, you get what I mean. Um, well done, Molly. Well done. Yeah, it was. Tough running. Boston, apparently. Yeah, it's a tough course to into. But she went out with the pace at the start, so it's not like she backed down and just ran a slow time. But she she sent it, so that's good. Uh, Charlotte Perdue ran 225.26, proving why she probably should have been selected for that marathon team for Tokyo last year. But, yeah, another good performance. I think she was fastest. Um, oh, she she came ninth. So, I think. Yeah, ninth. So yeah, good running. All right. Let's move on to our next segment. Top five. into top five now um it's gonna be a short episode this is gonna be the final segment thing is we can't do quickly quick without Joel, even though he wouldn't be getting many questions right um <laughs> could just give us the, give me the points thing as i'm dominating this season but we'll get into top five to round out this episode so this week we're going to be talking about pro top five pro running groups slash elite teams maca i'll let you go first all right so, in order or not in order? Uh, if you can think of your order, then why not? All right. My top five for elite or pro running groups would have to be number five, start off with NN running team. Uh, obviously, you have some great runners, Kipchoge, you know, so got to have them in there. Four, I'll say Union Athletic Club. You know, they've got Craig Engels, uh, Charlie Hunter, Jess Hull, the two Aussies. Uh, third, I go with Tin Man. Great YouTube channel. Great, you know, you you feel like you can you can track their journey, see how they're going. They're very open about how they're going, so they're up there. I'll do MTC second, you know, Australian. So put them in there. Uh, no, no. <laughs> uh, and then number one, OAC. On Athletic Club, got to be in there, definitely. Uh, you know, the Coffee Club podcast, very entertaining. So, yeah. Obviously, Ollie Hall, Morgan McDonald, great blokes. Number five for me, going to go with Brooks Beasts. Um, I feel like I didn't know much about him until, like, the Sitting Kick podcast and then the Athlete Special kind of introduced everyone to them. Um, 
yeah, we'll like a lot of the runners in that squad. I like how they're pretty, you know, just a modest group doing big things. Um, so number five, number four, um, probably got to say, um, yeah, Union as well. Obviously, don't know a lot about them because they're fairly new. Um, but, yeah, just like the athletes they have in that team. Um, number three, I'll go with, this is a bit of a, you could argue whether it's a pro group or not, um, but new gen, track and field, um, they're definitely up there. Um, number four, oh, sorry, no, number two, gone the wrong way. Number two, got to be on, um, just, you know, good blokes. Yeah, good group of uh, runners, and they, you know, get on social media and kind of share what they're doing and um, interact with their fans as well, which, you know, is hashtag good for the sport. And number one, got to be Tim Man Elite, um, really kind of changed the game in terms of running media and how pro teams go about making a name for themselves and, yeah, being good for the sport. Um, so, yeah, Tin Man's definitely number one. Um, good choice. So, yeah. Um, actually, sorry, notable. Number one's got to be Wesfly. I'm just, you know, <laughs> love the positive culture that they have over there. Um, it's a good. Very encouraging good, of other athletes. Good group of, yeah, perfect word there, encouraging athletes. Um, Not, they yeah. don't put other athletes down. They would, they would never, never. Never. Um, but yeah, that brings us to the end of this podcast. Seeing as we don't have Joel quote? for inspirational quote, why don't we just uh, let's just go on Google? So for Google's motivational quote of the week, let's have a look what we get. The Say first, first one. one. All right, the first quote that come, comes up on Google: "Success is not final. Failure is not fatal." It is the courage to continue that counts, Winston Churchill. So there we go. Another episode in the books. Probably the best motivational quote we've ever had. Thing is, gold. Um, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Um, make sure you, you know, go back and watch uh, the last episode if you haven't. It was an interview with Ken Myers and Ethan White Smith. But thank you for listening today and stay tuned for. If, if you're still listening now, um, DM us on Instagram. Say so. Hey. Now I'm fast like Stuart McSwain.